Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, this time with a roundtable for real, this time Mental Health Matters with partner Nami Contra Costa. Today is Saturday, August 5th, 2023. August is National Wellness Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clayman, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And, of course, Lady Tasha Kaya in the studio today, holding it down on our, on our board right now. And we do have Gigi Carter now with us. She's the executive director of NAMI Contra Costa in California. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, an advocacy group focused on helping people with mental illness, founded by family members with people with mental illness. And we're going to talk about that CDC report on loneliness and isolation and how it impacts older adults. Uh, A recent report shows that half of people say that they suffer from some form of loneliness. It's become a national urgency. And also since the pandemic, it seems like the situation has only gotten worse. How are you doing, Gigi? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So what can you tell us about the CDC report and and also what are some of the key things that we need to be aware of? Okay, so what we learned from the CDC report was the health risk of loneliness. The isolation, we use terminology such as social distancing, and perhaps we should have said physical distancing versus social distancing because it increases whenever you're isolated, it increases your risk of premature death. So this is pretty mm. serious what we're talking about. Um, some of the risks is that when you are lonely or isolated, you might smoke more, you might eat more, and you're likely not to have the same level of physical activity. So it puts you at risk for some of the health-related challenges. Um, and a big one for us, in uh, some communities is 50% had an increase in dementia. So we're now after we're starting to settle down and get to a more comfortable understanding of COVID, we're recognizing that many of our seniors may have what we had attributed earlier to young children, failure to thrive. Now we're seeing some of that in seniors where their poor social relationships are causing them to have more health related issues. Wow. And then so is it and it's gotten worse since the pandemic. Has this been a trend that's been going on prior to the pandemic? It was uh, it was definitely a concern prior to the pandemic. But now that we uh, have had some individuals, especially our seniors who have continued to be worried about the risk of COVID, we're seeing an increase. So loneliness, you know, and, and not connecting with others is causing higher rates of depression, anxiety, and, and suicide. Hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely increased um, and therefore increased the risk of death. So what are some of the other contributing factors? Why are people isolating? And then, and also on top of that, can you, if, if you can, maybe draw a distinction well, between somebody just wants to, just likes their own space. I know some seniors that are comfortable in their own space. Every now and again, they might get out and do certain things, but they really do prefer to just be by themselves. Yeah, you know, there's a trending of older, and I'll say uh, individuals who might um, 
isolate because they lost their partner and they were with them together. And then they also have other individuals that they had connections with who are no longer here. There's definitely a higher increase for immigrants. That's because of the language barriers that often um, accompany individuals when they come to the to this country and they don't engage with others from their community. And then, of course, there's a large number of people from the LGBT community who are also at a higher risk for loneliness and isolation. So the goal is to start looking more at the solutions and what we can do to make individuals feel more connected and build up their social ties. But how can you tell the difference between someone who just wants to be by themselves is more independent or just maybe a loner versus someone who is lonely? Or is there a distinction? Um, yeah, there's definitely a distinction. You can have people who feel lonely in a crowded room, right? So mm. they feel alone even though they're with other individuals. But we're, we're speaking of individuals who have chosen to isolate themselves. And usually that happens more even, you know, working in the mental health field. When we don't see individuals that usually drop by, we'll go out of our way to make sure that we at least reach out to them because we understand that the prolonged isolation leads to the depression and the anxiety. And so some people just tend to be alone, but they're happy being alone. They don't carry that depression or sadness with them when they're alone. They can occupy them t- their times with maybe having a pet or doing some activity, as I said earlier, that keeps them engaged, whereas others are alone and not feeling happy about being alone, but not having the skill set or the support to connect with individuals. So there's a definite distinction between just being by yourself and being lonely. Because yeah, oftentimes I go try to visit my mom in D.C. She always kicks me out of the house. She's like, you know, nobody invited you here today. <laughs> so she, she likes being, but she likes her own space. <laughs> you know, she's, she just yeah. likes her own. She's always been that way. She likes her own space. She doesn't. I mean, she'll tell, deal with you for a little bit. But don't you got some place to be right now? And then she'll, you know, look at her watch, look at the clock, and, <laughs> and she want to get back to her, to her, her stories and all that stuff like that on TV and all that mess. But but when but seriously though, when people um, are experiencing loneliness. What are things mm-hmm. that they can do? First of all, how can they recognize it? Because oftentimes, from my understanding, is that when you people experience loneliness and depression, they don't even realize that they're lonely and depressed. Yeah. Loneliness is the feeling of being alone, regardless of the amount of social contact you have. So you can you can feel alone even when there's other around you. And then social isolation is more like a lack of social connection. So the social isolation can lead to the loneliness in a lot of people. Well, some people like your mom can 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 be alone and do fine. Others feel lonely without being socially isolated. So they can be amongst other people, but if they're not with like-minded individuals that they want to be with, they can feel alone. And so what we try and do is create activities that not just seniors, but anyone of any age could do that will draw them out. I personally feel like people tend to be more lonely and isolated when they don't have a connection to their purpose. So once you connect people to their purpose and things that they enjoy doing, we're lifting up at NAMI Contra Costa, a program that gets seniors to go and work in the school settings. 
and do some volunteer work there. And once they're connected to that, then they feel a whole lot better because they're they're kind of healing themselves through helping others. And so, but there are people like me and your mom. Mm-hmm. That we don't mind visiting with our son, but we don't. Don't don't think you're going to be staying at night, basically. <laughs> Most part, you still there? We like I think we lost you. Did you still there with us? We get Gigi back on the line. But so the yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. So, but I guess from what we've taken so far from this conversation is that when you don't have a purpose. And you feel like that you're that you're not maybe connecting with people or people that are like minded and you don't feel like you have that reason for a why to get up out of bed every morning or, or to do something um, that that's suitable and meaningful to you, maybe that is the sign that maybe you have some loneliness and depression. So and as we get Gigi back on the line, make sure you also too keep in mind we're not on Facebook or YouTube today, as you can as you already know, but you can see us on WVN.com, WVN.com. And also, you can also listen to us um, live, of course, as always, 46 p.m., a.m. 1690 on WVON. We air every Saturday, 46, America's Heroes Group. And also check us out on americashd.org. That's americashd.org. We can see a lot of our archive shows and get back to topics regarding the health and wellness and all the things that are important to veterans in the veteran community. So, Gigi, back with us. Gigi? Let's see how I, I got to plug her in. So once again, so if you if you feel like you don't have a purpose or you feel like that you, you need resources or things around you, there's a lot of things we'll talk about when Gigi comes back on. A lot of things that you can do to Not make sure what happened there. There you are. Yeah. I was getting to the to the point where. Um, Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you uh, fine. Loud and clear. I, I was getting ready to talk to the audience about things that, that seniors can do and people can do in general when they start to feel lonely or feel that they're not getting that connection. They don't feel like they have they don't have that purpose. Hello? To get out of, hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, she hung up again. We're going to get it back on the line, but we're going to back to my what I was going to get into a little bit about loneliness. I think this is a real serious topic that we need to get into, and there's a difference between someone who's a loner versus someone who's being lonely. Um, if you think that you're lonely, it doesn't hurt to pick up the phone and call somebody. You know, there's there's this the um, every community has a department on aging. Uh, that's one place to start. Also, to local church community and community groups for veterans, veteran service organizations. There are plenty of us out there that you could connect with to try to get out and about and to find a purpose and find like-minded people that have the ideas and values that you have. Um, I think that's so critical and very very important. And I can tell you a ton of stories of people that I've, I've known over the years, veterans included, that when they've lost that person in their life that they felt connected to, um, how their lives suddenly started to change and devolve a little bit. Um, I had a really dear friend of mine um, um, who passed away a, year, a few years ago. He was an Army veteran. And when he retired, that was kind of his purpose was he loved his job. He was an engineer and he loved his job. And when he retired, it kind of took a piece of him. He felt like he needed to retire because he didn't have the sharpness and the focus that he once had. And he thought he lost a couple of steps in his career. So what he did was he relegated himself to his house, and he sat in the house all the time. And at first he was going out and seeing friends and visiting people, things like that. And that slowly became to just sitting in his house listening to his records. And then it became sitting in the house and listening to records, you know, all day. And, all, and some half the night, and I would go visit him, and we would talk, and he would have a Pepsi. 
now sit there and have a Pepsi with him. He would talk about stories about him being in the military and I was when I was in the military and people he dated when he was younger and all that kind of good stuff, all the good old stories. But as time went on, um, fewer and fewer of his friends were coming by the house. And eventually, I believe that is what um, caused his demise in health. One day, um, I thought something was strange. I rang the doorbell. He didn't answer the door. So I was I was concerned, so I called his daughter. I said, you know, um, I'm supposed to see your dad today, but I don't know he's, uh, I don't know what's going on. I see the light on the front, but I just wanted to make sure he's okay. So she decided to call him, and she didn't hear from him. So three days later, his sister had a key, so she decided to go into the house, and they found him on the floor. And the, if he had not been, if his sister had not stepped into that room at that moment, he probably wouldn't have made it that long. He would, he would have passed away. He would have been gone, and and probably if not hours, definitely another day or so. Um, and his body had literally atrophied to the point where he he couldn't really walk. You know, it was nothing really wrong with him. He had no real serious issues at all with his body. He was pretty much in pretty good health. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I was telling a story um, about. Um, did you can hear me? Yeah, anyway. we got we got about about fifteen minutes left, uh, a little bit less than fifteen yeah. minutes. But I was telling a story about a, a gentleman that I knew, a friend of mine that had passed away, yeah. um, and part of it, I believe, a lot of it had to do with loneliness. And the reason why, yeah. Long story short, um, uh, so I get back to to the information that you have. Um, he he had no physical ailments really. I mean, he had a, a back issue, things like that, but he really had no real serious physical ailments. Um, he just stopped engaging with people around outside of his house. Yeah, and, and people stopped coming by his house, so that so he yeah. lost that that connection. I was one of the few people that would yeah. just come and visit him and talk to him, and then eventually, you know, he we, he was he was found on the floor one day, found on the floor. They got him yeah. into a nursing home. They got him rehabilitated. He yeah. was back to normal, and he was doing things the right way again. He was going out and seeing his friends. I hadn't seen him driven a, drive a car in God knows how many years. All of a sudden, he was driving and seeing his girlfriends again. You know, doing stuff in the community and things like that. And then once again, it slipped. He stopped going out a few and fewer times, and then all of a sudden he wasn't going out anymore, anymore at all, and eventually he passed yeah. away. And that's why we definitely work really hard on um, at NAMI Contra Costa around us, making sure there's not this failure to thrive, such as I was saying with newborns, mm-hmm. um, when they don't have a connection with their parents sometimes, they have a failure to thrive because they're not being stimulated and so we really put programs in place like support groups and we do a a go overboard with reaching out to make sure programs like meals on wheels have saved a lot of lives because that's that daily contact with someone who's showing up and checking the person so i i try and tell family members of individuals even if they don't need it just, just help the person come by. Just sign up for the program so that they have that connection. And you'll find they really look forward to it. There are studies that also show seniors who have animals, actually, because they have to get up and feed the dog and take the dog for a walk, live longer than uh, isolated um, older adults that don't have that connection. And for me, as I said earlier, sorry for the being disrupted but it's all about connection to purpose Mm -hmm. and sometimes people especially when they have dementia they have to be reminded of their purpose and or they have to have support creating a new purpose i'm Mm -hmm. sorry to hear about the you know the individual that you were working with um 
if dementia is included in that, then they definitely need more contact because, you know, it's easy for them to forget and then they give up. Mm -hmm. So we're working hard to make sure people don't give up. Mm -hmm. One thing that another, um, we had a guest on earlier from the Rick Herman Foundation. One thing he brought up, we talked about leadership and also engaging with your family and family connections. Um, You talked a lot about that technology also can be kind of a hindrance in some ways because it it makes it easier for you to isolate. Um, and particularly for younger people, because we can use social media, we can go and we can you know, go in a, in a journey by ourselves. We can tour the whole world by ourselves in, in our own little virtual world. And this, just by looking at social media and you know, virtual games and all kind of different things you can do in a, with a VR headset or just playing a, on your phone or in front of a console. I mean, that's something that and that I notice with the younger generation that I get, might get more concerned about what they're going to be like when they're, when they're seniors is the fact that they're not engaging and talking. Like when I was a kid, going outside to play was a major big deal. Like playing outside right. was a huge thing. Kids, they don't right. want to go outside and play. A lot of kids don't want to go outside and play. And they're not, they're, they're right. not hanging out with their friends. Friends aren't coming over to the house. And they're not going over anybody else's houses. You know, and that and concerns of course, me. That- Yeah, and it should concern you because they're these artificial friends, right? It's it's people that they really don't know, but they may be sharing a video game with them. Mm -hmm. And and maybe that person gets more active or their parents make them stop playing. And then there's this loss that that, uh, we're we're seeing a lot of parents calling in concerned with the amount of time their uh, loved ones, and because of COVID, more young people got cell phones, so they had more access to technology and not necessarily healthy technology. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. We actually had programs where we delivered um, uh, iPads to seniors so that they could have the connection they needed to have on Zoom and other tools like that so that they could get more engaged and participate so it it brought some people together more and got them more involved but then for young people and for people who um maybe overdid it with the technology it's harmful and i too fear what will happen with the generations of individuals that prefer to sit at home in a dark room with a stranger or even by themselves um using technology to meet a need i'm not sure you can find your purpose through technology and and the way you need to to have a gainful uh, employment good life solid relationship being built um it's you know pretty scary to think about what what Mm -hmm. might be in store for us somewhere down the line yeah and i think it's also important too as far as veterans organizations go and making sure that people volunteer i always think i always believe everybody should do something to volunteer we've got most a lot of us are work on america which group of volunteers um but yeah. just doing something that gets you out in the community that tries to contribute to the community to find a purpose and once again finding people that have like you said like-minded um ideas about life and values things that you people you can connect with and kind of have something in common with um, but doing something bigger than yourself, I think, is always a huge right. thing to help you stay motivated, stay out, and stay vibrant in life. Yeah, we often meet people and we say, what do you do? <laughs> and so for them to have the answer to that, even if it's I'm retired, but now I volunteer here. I mean, our whole NAMI program is based on volunteerism, and we work really hard to keep that 
uh, part, even when we get funding, there are some programs we offer that will always be done by volunteers. And as you look across some nonprofits, a large number of them are kept alive because of individuals who have retired and now they have the time to volunteer. And studies have shown that when a person is volunteering, they have a better quality of life Mm because they're giving back. And so um, part of our work with working with seniors has been to create volunteer opportunities for them that uh, support something that they're interested in. So we'll continue doing that kind of work um, at NAMI, recognizing that the anxiety and the depression that we see around loneliness there's an there's an answer for it. A lot of the illnesses that we see when people live with mental illness, it's um, you know biological. But when you can find something that you can have a solution to, you got to lean into that. And loneliness is something that we can lean into more. There is a. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just get the better outcomes. We're all we're all about improving the quality of life for individuals. And I think that's well said. There is in, in Anne Arundel County, Maryland. There is a um, organization, and, I, uh, and, I, and it's the Anne Arundel County something or another. Forget the name, but anyways, there's it's an organization, a nonprofit organization where people can volunteer. Anybody can volunteer, and one of the things that they do is they they are focused on helping seniors. But um, what happens is, if you need say you're a senior and you need some help, you call this organization up. And someone must come and do whatever it is you might need done. So, for example, maybe somebody maybe needs your uh, a room painted in your home. Well, you can call somebody up, call this number up, and then they'll see if there's somebody in their database who's volunteered who wouldn't mind painting a room, who has qualified to paint a room. And they'll go and paint a room in your house for free. And then right. if you need somebody to clean up around the house because you're unable to do it or just sit down and talk for 15 or 20 minutes or an hour or so, you can call this number and then someone will, you know, come out to visit you. And a lot of times they're seniors as well, but they're people of all ages will come out and visit you and sit with you to help you with any need that you want for free. But then in turn, um, what they ask of you is since you're not contributing there's no monetary uh, um, uh, thing that you have to give for this program is if you have anybody in your family, let them know that you're participating and, and hopefully someone in your family will then volunteer to do something for somebody else in the community. That's wonderful. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think for seniors, everyone needs to have the opportunity. And that's why I heard you speaking about faith communities. Because of COVID, a connection that many individuals had was their daily routine on a Sunday, which was to at least once a week get up and go out. And, Mm -hmm. and, And a lot of them were on church ministry teams. And we've been doing some studies that have shown that a lot of individuals did not return to the church. Yes. So mm-hmm. they're struggling because they've missed that connection. Only about 45% of individuals who used to attend a service are back in service now. Wow. 45%? Kind of you said less than 45%? Did we lose her? I think we lost her again. Richard, we'll get her back on the line. We have about five minutes left or so. I'm hoping to get her for some final thoughts. But, yeah, that is that is shocking. I've, I've heard that before, that um, after the pandemic, a lot of people didn't return back to church. And a lot of people still are seeing church virtually. A lot of churches went virtual, and then and that also opened up a lot of churches across the country 
where you know churches in Texas and California and Nebraska, wherever, are, are that never had um, uh, a big following per se, but are finding larger congregations online because they're, they're hosting Zoom uh, meetings or doing something on YouTube, and they're able to get and reach people across the, the country and even around the world. Is that you, Gigi? Are you back? No, so we haven't want to get her back yet. So. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to just um, probably not have her back because we got to wrap up in about ten minutes. About I'm sorry, about ten seconds in a little bit. But want to make sure that you guys um, are doing the things you need to do. If you have any concern, if you are lonely, make sure you reach out to someone. Um, look us up on americashg.org. You can contact us. Call our number. Our number is three one two. If I can read this without my glasses, no, can't read without my glasses. So now I'm getting old. 803-2618. That's 312-803-2618. That's our number. So we can help connect people. That's one of the missions of America's Healers Group is try to connect people who are disconnected and try to get people who just need someone to talk to, need to get their voices out. And also, for um, I want to make a, a, a note, too, for corporate sponsors and corporate organizations out there as well. If you believe in the work that America's HD is doing, America's Heroes Group is doing, make sure that you reach out to us and see how you can partner with us so we can get your stories out there as well as see what we can do as far as sponsorship opportunities and also to connect you with people that are looking to serve the veteran community. That's something that's very important to us. We've been doing this for about eight years now. And thanks to the 4 million people who've downloaded our, our podcast over the years. Um, you do mean a lot to us. You've done great work with helping America's Heroes Group stay, uh, stay relevant and stay new and fresh uh, is really, really critical. To all the veterans out there that have served this country, we salute you, and also we want to serve you as well. So um, back to the topic, if you have any concerns or questions, once again, check out our website, americashe.org. You can also see us on YouTube and Facebook. You can also call us at 312-803-2618 or send us an email. That's info at americashg.org. That's I-N-F-O at americashg.org. Or just Google us. Google Sean Claiborne. You'll find us somewhere. And then also, um, Ivan Ortega, he's got a great business. And he does great work for us when he's here doing our show and putting us on, on YouTube on live and also doing our, 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 our half-hour segments we have on YouTube. Uh, check him out if you have any need for digital media production services. This is America's Heroes Group. We appreciate your time and also all the things you've done for us as far as keeping us alive and, and, and vibrant. We'll be back again next week as we are every week, Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m., and also bringing you information and news about what's relevant to the veteran community. So America's HG signing off. We'll see you next week. Be safe, be healthy, and give us a call. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.